Welcome to Ambo TV, home of the next generation pastors. And joining us today via Skype, we have a very special guest, leadership expert and best-selling author, John Gordon. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be with you. All right, so now you have a book out, uh, co-authored with Damon West, uh, called The Coffee Bean. Uh, can you kind of give the folks at home a, a little synopsis as to what this book is about? Sure, well, it starts with a question. When you put a carrot into hot water, what happens to the carrot? Okay, so what, what, it gets soft, it gets mushy. Right. Yeah. It gets weak and gets softened by the environment. When you put an egg into boiling hot water, it gets hardened. Well, when you put a coffee bean into hot water, nothing happens to the coffee bean. Instead, the coffee bean transforms the environment. It transforms the water into coffee. So like life, we can be like the carrot and get weakened by our, our environments. We can be like the egg and get hardened. We can get a hardened heart. We can get bitter and, and angry. Or we can be like the coffee bean and transform every environment that we're in by who we are on the inside. So we create the world inside out, not outside in. I love that concept. It's amazing, and and it's so true as well. So, so now working with Damon West and and this this story, you know, it came about through. How did you guys connect? Like, what what was the? How did the meeting happen? Yeah, it's a really cool story. So I've worked with Clemson football now for the past eight years. So I was up visiting the team, speaking during training camp, like I do every year. And Dabo Sweeney, the head coach, said, "Hey, John, we just had this guy." Damon West speak to the team. He gave a great message about the coffee bean. And he proceeded to tell me about the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean. I thought, wow, that is such a powerful lesson. I've never heard anything more powerful. And I, I had been speaking a lot about creating the world inside out. Jesus said the kingdom of God is inside you, right? So the power is on the inside. So when I heard this analogy, I'm like, wow, that needs to be a book. So I actually reached out to Damon because I Googled it and I saw that there was no book about the coffee bean. And so I reached out to Damon. We had this great conversation. I said, we should do this book together. He said, John, you don't need me. This analogy has been around a long time. I didn't create it. I learned it in prison, which is a whole other story that I'm sure we can get into. And so I said, no, no, we need to do this together. I felt God's nudging that I was supposed to do this book with him. I knew we were meant to do it together. And so we talked about the book. We want it to be very short. You can read this book in 20 minutes. It has pictures, it's illustrated. And we want to make it like a an adult book uh, that's like a children's book, but, but for adults. And so that anyone could read it and get this message and then live this principle out. A children's book for adults. I feel like you're speaking to my life right now. This is, it sounds like the perfect book for me. So, so now you give speeches to NFL teams to corporations, Fortune 500 companies, what would you say your target audience is for the message in, in this particular book? Well, it's really everyone. I've shared this message with professional sports teams. Damon has been speaking to a lot of college teams. He's been on the circuit with Georgia, Alabama, SMU, Arkansas, you name it. He's speaking to all these different colleges. Team. We actually both spoke at Texas this year, University wow. of Texas. So so he's bringing that message, actually Oregon as well. So he's, he's bringing this message everywhere. So am I. A lot of companies are really resonating with it because a lot of companies, when they're going through challenges, they start to look outside. They start to blame their circumstances. They blame the economy. They blame the events rather than looking inside and saying, what can we do to create positive change? What can we do to overcome this adversity, control what we can control, and then create the future? So a lot of times 
we find corporations are really resonating with this and also school districts. We have a lot of schools that are using this now with their students. And I love that they're teaching this to kids now because it empowers them to know that they don't have to allow the outside world to affect them, that they can actually create positive change in the world. And when they're dealing with a bully or negativity in their school or or dealing with just what I call people call energy vampires who try to suck the life right out of you or on social media when they're dealing with all this negativity, I do not have to listen to those negative voices. Those negative voices have no power over me. I can create through my love, my spirit, my passion, my joy, and I can change the world from that. That's a really important message for kids to understand. Yeah, I love the fact that you actually have illustrations in the book too that kind of make it a little more fun for so a kid, a kid can pick up the book and just kind of um, get coached through it. And, and you're right with social media, it's, everything is kind of really heavy right now. So 18 books, bestseller list, uh, speeches, coaching, you know, teams, NFL teams, MLB teams. I mean, this pro sports across the board. I find it hard to write a few jokes for the show every day. You know, how do you kind of, you know, what, what's the glue that kind of helps you maintain it and keep it all together? Well, I'm guided by the principles of, of positive leadership and what makes great leaders great. And then been given a lot of talks of what makes great teams great. So I'm really working with a lot of leaders and also helping develop strong teams. I know that this is God's message and work for me to do. This is my calling. I, I, I feel it. I know it. It's been all these years of really working on my craft, really understanding this, getting to work with some of the greatest leaders on the planet. I've learned so much from them. I've learned from the best teams on the planet. And so now I'm able to take that message and help build stronger teams. So so the principles stay the same, but but the stories differ, right? The jokes differ, trying to come up with, with new jokes, new stories, new messages, new ways to reach people. And that's where the coffee bean comes in. Like you're always coming up with, with new analogies. I wrote a book, with two guys who are very involved in FCA, they're leaders of the FCA, and we wrote a book called One Word That Will Change Your Life, and we have a book coming out called One Word for Kids to teach people to choose their word for the year, a word that God has for them, to live that word, and when you live that word, you really become all that you're meant to be, and God has a word for you. So that's, a, a, again, a, a great way to take these principles, but then bring it to life so that people each day can stay positive, overcome negativity, overcome adversity, and ultimately work with a team and develop those great relationships to communication, connection, commitment, and caring, right? Really great ways to build those strong bonds, to develop a strong team that can create success together. Because, you know, we know that no one creates success alone. We all need a team to be successful. Absolutely. And I, it's very important that, especially with, with the youth and with kids, that they learn, you know, those values early on in life. And yeah, I was watching a speech of yours, uh, Leading by Faith, and um, in the speech, is, which is a great speech, by the way, I recommend everyone you know that's watching, go check that out on YouTube, uh, search John Gordon, Leading by Faith, great speech. Um, I noticed that you use scripture a lot, you quote scripture a lot in, in your speech, so would you say that you know uh, scripture and, and God and your faith is kind of uh, a building block or a foundation for you know your career as it is now. Oh, it's it's everything. That was a a talk in a church to a, a men's conference. So when I'm speaking to Southwest Airlines <laughs> or 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 another company, I, I'm sharing principles ah. that are are biblical principles, but I'm not quoting scripture. But but in that in that talk, I felt free to do that. And when I am in an environment like that, 
I, I will go there. I, w- I was baptized in, in 2006. I was 35. Thank you. I was 35 years old. And that experience changed my life, changed my heart, my soul, changed my family, changed everything. And so in 2006 was, was also when I wrote The Energy Bus, which is my, my biggest best-selling book. And so when I, I wrote The Energy Bus shortly after, you know, coming to faith and God gave me this book. I wrote it in three and a half weeks. People often ask if I have a, a ghost writer. I must not look smart enough to write a book. <laughs> but I tell them I don't have a ghost writer. I have a holy ghost writer. And that is true. Like every book I take, every book I write takes about three and a half weeks to write for the longest. So I know that God gives me the words and the message I'm, I'm here to share. So yeah, it is a foundation for everything that I do and, and for who I am and for the work that I'm here to share. But I'm able to go into businesses. I'm able to go into sports teams, to schools where maybe a pastor can't go. And I'm able to go there under the the work of leadership and building great teams. But I know my bigger work is to really bring people together, right? To unite and build strong teams. God wants that. Mm-hmm. And God wants to develop positive leaders who who lead like Jesus. And the power of positive leadership, when you study that and you look at that book that I wrote, every principle I basically took through the filter of how did Jesus lead? And if he didn't lead that way, I didn't put it in the book. It was had to be all the ways that Jesus led. And so there's a lot of truth to this style of leadership. And we're finding when people lead that way, they're having incredible, like huge impact in their environment, in their company, in their business, in their families. And they're doing it to, and they're leading like Jesus, but yet we're talking secular language, but they're still leading that way. And there's so much power in leading that way. And they're loving their people and they're developing great relationships, but they're also holding people accountable. A big part of my work is love and accountability because that's how Jesus led, grace and truth, love and accountability. And you lead with those two together. And when you do that, you're able to really build a strong team. Yeah, I love that. That's And so that was one of the questions I was going to ask you as well was that, you know, what do you do when you're speaking to a secular group? Do you kind of you know, tailor your speeches to them, and it's it's almost uh, undercover faith. Almost, they're kind of getting you know baptized undercover, or is it just you know a, a straight secular talk that that you know you know you're not going to uh, offend anyone? Because now you kind of have to be a little careful. Sometimes you don't want to feel like you're pushing on people. People have called me ministry camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it, but it's not my doing. Like God, God is yeah. definitely subversive. He finds a way to, to get someone like me right in that. I could see how he chose me and like picked this guy who, you know, is unassuming and, and, you know, really didn't have a lot of say huge success and really was under the radar. And then he was able to use me to write these books and put me in these environments to make a difference. So everything goes to him, but I will take a stand for him. Like I'm giving a secular talk and I'm not going to necessarily quote scripture or anything, but when I'm doing Q and a, and someone asked me, Hey, where does your inspiration come from? Or where do you get your ideas? I don't shy away from sharing my truth in that moment and sharing how God changed my life. And that happens quite often. So when those moments happen, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to share. So I'm never worried about offending anyone, but I, but I am understanding of the environment, the company that brought me in, what they're here to do, the message they want to share. And I know I'm here to serve them and their mission, but I also am bringing people a message of hope. I'm talking about 
love. I'm talking about faith. People start following me on social media and I'm known for my Sunday tweets where I, where I share a lot of my faith on Sundays. And so people who, who follow me go, I love your Sunday tweets. And that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm sharing. So people who start to follow me, see me in an event, they get to know what I'm all about and what drives me. So, Hey, I'm into the relationship. Let me bring you into to what I do and share these principles. And then let me point you towards the power source of where it all comes from and how God has changed my life and how he can change yours. I love it. That's great. And so you, you touched on earlier, you know, you have a few other books, uh, a few meaning 18. Uh, so we're definitely going to put up a link aside from the coffee bean. The coffee bean definitely, we, we want people to check that one out. Um, there is a question I wanted to ask you though. So as an author and, and as someone of the faith and, and also as someone who gives these, you know, really great speeches that, that inspire people to do great things, who is a, a, either a pastor or a speaker that, that you look to that inspires you? Oh, that's, that's easy. Erwin McManus. Okay. Erwin is a pastor in LA, pastor of Mosaic, and Erwin is the one who brought me to Christ. He and his sermons just really brought Jesus to life for me. And I didn't know Erwin. A friend of mine gave me his sermons on CD at the time. I listened to those those sermons. One was Why I Followed Jesus. Really spoke to me and wrote him a letter how he impacted me. And now we're great friends. Now I'm very involved with Mosaic. I would consider that my my church. And so Erwin definitely is someone who is who's impacted me, someone who inspires me. I listen to a lot of sermons. He's he's amazing. So I would say Erwin um, McManus, Andy Stanley, who is not only a pastor but also a great speaker and a great thought leader on leadership. He's someone I look to as well. I really have learned a lot from from Andy as well over the years. And so I would say there are two. And, and then one is Ken Blanchard, author of The One Minute Manager. He's he's not a pastor, but he wrote the book Lead Like Jesus and just an incredible human being. He's 80 years old right now. And, and he was someone I respected as a business leader. And there was something different about him and the way he lived. He never preached to me, but the way he lived spoke volumes to me. And I remember saying, I want that. I want to I want what he has, and what he had was was Jesus. So he was saved, I believe, at maybe forty, and it's impacted his life tremendously. So, so I would say that you know those are three that three good examples of people that have impacted me. I also love I love John Ortberg. John Ortberg's books I read. Soul Keeping is is uh, something that really inspired me. I don't le- read a lot of leadership books. I don't read business books. I actually read books by pastors, which is interesting. So. I read books by pastors and not really leadership books, but I just read, you know, more about, about faith, about God and God starts to give me the ideas of leadership that I need to put out there. That's great. And I, and I love when people share their, their faith walk with us and, and just to hear how many, and right off the top of your head, see, I couldn't, and, and I went to Catholic school when I was younger. I couldn't tell you five teachers off the top of my head that, you know, I would have to think, I'd have to dig, and, and they're right there with you. So it, it's just amazing, and it shows how impactful and, and how, you know, important your faith is and your work. Could you, so so now I'm going to put you on the hot seat really quickly. Are you, are you okay with that? You good? Sure, sure. Do you think that you can share, you know, uh, a Bible passage with us or, or with the folks at home? You know, just one that, that you would say, 
This one has impacted me a lot. I love this passage in the Bible. You gotta go read this one. It's your go-to. Any day, you, you just need to pick me up. Yeah, Philippians 4.13, I can do all great things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. I just I just love that. I love be still and know that that I am God. That is um, mine. One of my that favorites. Is mine. And, and, yes. And, and, and um, I definitely love, I think it's Matthew 6.33, um, seek the kingdom first and know that all will be given to you. Like I, I, I think about that often because it's like, I need to seek him first. I need to seek the kingdom first. That's really where I start. Everything else is meaningless unless I'm seeking God and seeking the kingdom. I don't want to build my kingdom, right? We can build, we're, if we're motivational speakers, we can build our, <laughs> our, our own kingdoms. I want to build his kingdom. And I have to remind myself that that's why I'm here and, and what I'm here to do. And Hopefully I got that scripture right in Matthew 6.33. I believe I did. I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. If not, my producer would have said something about it. She would have said, <laughs> but no, you're good. And it's odd, too, that you you know, you know, said about uh, be still. Because I was watching a speech not too long ago. It was an older gentleman. I cannot remember his name. But he was he was talking about be still in, in a speech because uh, I have uh, anxiety. And a lot of people have anxiety in our society. He was saying this is the perfect passage for anyone, you know. Be still, be still and know that I'm the Lord, that God. And, and this has gotten people through, he said it's gotten people through drug addiction, through alcohol addiction, through just these simple words, to be still and know that I'm the Lord, that God. It's such an important passage from Psalms, correct? Yep. Yeah, yes. 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 Did you know that? Did you know that the word anxious literally means divided? And yeah. so when we're anxious, we feel divided we feel separate from God. Okay. And what did the enemy try to do in the garden? He separated man from God. So anytime we feel separate from God, it means we're believing the lie that the enemy is telling us that, that we're separate. And what does God say? God says, I am with you. God says, you are my beloved. God says, you know, you, Jesus reconciled us to the Father, right? So what happened in the garden was reconciled by Jesus on the cross. And so we have the choice to look at the enemy's lies and believe we're separate, or to know the truth that we are one with God, right, through Christ. And so we, in those moments of feeling anxious and being still and unsurrendering and trusting, we allowed we allow God to move through us rather than feeling separate. Yeah, these are just great insights that you're handing out to us today. I can literally talk to you all day. This could be the entire John Gordon Dean Windsor show. That would be amazing. I'd be cool with it. I don't know how everybody <laughs> else at home would feel, but I'd be totally cool with it. So are there any other... Now, I know you mentioned a new project you have coming up besides the coffee bean. Um, are there any other new projects you have coming out that you can allude to or, or give us a little bit of info on? Well, Daniel Decker, who has worked with me for 13 years now, 14 years. He's the one who gave me Erwin McManus's sermons. We, he and I are doing a book called Stay Positive. It's really a, a book of of just quotes and inspiration and encouragement. So that's coming out as well. And then I've got another book that I'm writing. It's going to be another fable. I haven't ri written a fable since 
the carpenter and the coffee bean again is just a small little fable that that was a, a little one but yeah carpenter and coffee bean so i'm gonna write another fable that that i know god wants him wants me to write and it's uh it's gonna be a fable of faith it's gonna be a fable that helps us overcome um the d's that that the enemy is always trying to use to to destroy us and and the five d's and i'll just real quickly division discouragement distortion distraction and doubt and it's how we can overcome those those five d's to to create the life that god wants us to create so i know i'm gonna write that and just waiting for when i just know i'm supposed to so i sort of have the vision for it then i just gotta wait to the prompting of when i'm supposed to write it but earlier by the way we talked about Damon, he and I might do another book as well together that talks about coffee beans and give examples of stories of people who are changing the world from the inside out. Because Damon was in prison for seven years. He was arrested for meth and and, uh, burglaries. He got addicted to meth, was burglarizing homes, Mm. and got sentenced to 65 years. He got out of seven, in seven, a miraculous God thing that he was able to get out on parole in seven years. He's only been out for three, and here he is going around speaking, sharing his message, making an impact. And then he and I now have done this book together. And it just shows you what God can do with someone who who really messed up but changed him from the inside out. He found Jesus in prison, and now he's doing amazing work. So we're now going forward probably with another project as well. Yeah, Damon's story in general is just, it's inspiring and it's amazing. And, and I totally recommend that everyone... Check out the coffee bean and um, read up on, on Damon as well because you know all star QB and and came from a great family and it just it goes to show you that you can't plan out your life nobody knows where things are gonna go it's how you bounce back and 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 it's just an amazing amazing story about Damon so where can our folks at home find uh, the coffee bean because now they have to buy a copy obviously I hope so, <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, any any. Any bookstore. It's uh, any bookstore online or physical book. It was a bestseller the first four weeks it came out. So here it is, is in the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, even though it's, a, again, something that can be read by eight and nine-year-olds as yeah. well, which is really cool. And they can find it at johngordon.com, J-O-N, gordon.com. We don't sell them, but we'll link to all of the uh, all of the places they can buy the book or my other books like The Carpenter and The Power of Positive Leadership. The Seed is a really cool story of faith as well. I think people would like that one. And again, johngordon.com, J-O-N Gordon. And then I'm on Twitter at, at J-O-N Gordon 11. Same thing with Instagram at J-O-N Gordon 11. All right. And we'll have a link up on ambotv.com. That'll take you guys to John Gordon's website. It'll also take you to wherever you can purchase John Gordon's books. John, thank you so much for being a part of Ambo TV and joining us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to share. Thanks so much. All right, this has been Ambo TV. I'm Dean Windsor.